Hey there, and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany. Thank you, friend, for joining the podcast today. And this is day 23, just eight more days of these Anchored Wives prayers. And I really pray that these have been fruitful for your time, your secret time with the Lord. And that even if you may want to look over, you know, glance over on the other side of the bed and look at your husband and and say, he really doesn't seem like he's doing anything different. I don't see where he's changing. I really want to encourage you that these seeds of faith are not on our time and that our obedience is just obedience. It's not obedience because there's a product coming. So I would hope that you are not only, I mean, it's, it's a big weight. It's a big focus to focus on weight loss, right? But I would hope that you stopping smoking and eating healthier and reducing uh, caloric intake. And I, I would hope that these different health-wise decisions are not just so that the scale has the number that you desire on there. I would hope that it's because you truly care about your spleen and your kidneys and your and your arteries and your heart and your brain. You know, like those things that get missed, but the tendency to look at just the product. So I really pray that this has been fruitful for your heart and for your own personal life and prayer life with the Lord. And, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's one thing to... Um, have an ideal. And and it's a whole other thing to actually see it through. So where the rubber meets the road and actually walking out the things that we're doing is the hardest thing. It's not just knowing the Bible verse. It's not just telling somebody else the Bible verse or praying someone else through it. But it's when that actually crosses over to your door and your threshold and you're like, oh, I actually need to apply this. I actually need to live in this way. So this anchored wives is not just a 31 day and then we're done. It is, this is, this is meant to then encourage you to see it through to whatever depth and capacity that the Holy Spirit is leading for you to do in your marriage. So thank you so much. Just, it, it really, it has been a blessing. And then for me, like this morning I was, and even really yesterday, I had to really take some thoughts captive if you think of second Corinthians 10 four and five but specifically in that in that fifth verse and and why because as the verse four talks about is that our our real enemy our on the other side this unseen enemy is not really our husband that that this warfare that we're up against is is bigger it's stronger than that it's greater than that and we can't sit here and try to duke out things with with the enemy and in his whole clan that it's really the power in the blood of jesus christ that's by which the authority that we operate and move and ebb and flow through though that's by which we demolish those arguments and and that we are truly become powerful by the grace of God. So I'm going to pick up and read in Psalm 119 today. And um, we are going to turn to um, Proverbs uh, verse three, but uh, Psalm 119, and we're reading 24 through 28. Deal with your servant based on your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. 
I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your decrees. It is time for the Lord to act, for they have violated your instruction. Since I love your commands more than gold, even the purest gold, I carefully follow all your precepts and hate every false way. So twice this word servant was mentioned. Actually, within this stanza, within this section, 121 to 128, servant is actually mentioned before that in verse 122 from yesterday. So you've got verse 122 and then today verse 124 and 125, which have mentioned servant. And I don't know how you inductively study the Bible, but following themes, you know, words that pop up um, often in the context of what you're reading is is really important, you know, whether you circle, star, highlight, underline, whatever it is you do. Um, so when I think of this servant, again, three times mentioned within these eight, this eight stanza verse um, section, and that that really helped remind me of just being this under rower, that the goal is to swim to the bottom, not to try to rise to the top, because Jesus makes that clear that our it's by which our humility it's it's by that our submissiveness our servant leadership that our reward is going to hinge on that the glory is coming later and you know I, I don't know about you but I want microwave I want here now boom you know I got a whole air fryer now that cooks stuff even faster give it to me boom but this waiting process it really <laughs> it really stretches out um, even more some own personal issues within your heart, right? And, and God exposing that is so important. So how well is your servanthood of your husband? Is, especially if by your standard or even things that they're doing that isn't even just by your standard, it, it would be any wife would have an issue with how they're acting. Is, are things compounding your ability to still believe that God's plan is better and that this time of waiting is a refining time. Um, God does see and he knows all of the foolishness before you even knew the foolishness. But in this time, how is he refining your own heart to look like a servant? Because if we really replace that word submissiveness with servanthood in Ephesians five twenty two for wives, you know, wives be submissive to your husband, your own, your own husbands as to the Lord. I think of serving. And this is why I got to take my thoughts captive in Second Corinthians 10, because I don't want to serve. I've, I'm always the one that's serving. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm doing. I'm, you know, it's, it's this me, me, me focus and not to and not to devalue his needs, but it just seems unfair. Right. It seems unfit. And God continues to refine that out of me. And specifically, when I'm thinking not only of just ourselves, but our husbands, that verse 125, I really want to pray through. I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your decrees. And that's where I said in Proverbs three, if you flip over just a a few, it's um, the next book over three, five, five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him and he will make your path straight. There again, don't rely. You know, some versions say don't lean on, um, don't sit in, don't don't trust 
your own understanding in comparison to God's. It's just such a knee jerk to believe in us. And especially if, if it's like, well, I don't see God. I don't hear God. How do I know God is talking to me? And how do I know that God isn't going to ask me to do something that's going to cost me and that doesn't feel right and fit for me? But that's where me, us, we all have to get out of the way in order to trust the Lord, rely on him, lean on him, as well as to be able to serve the Lord by way of through our husbands. And the prayer specifically today is that just like we're going to do that, we're praying that and that's one thing we can control, but we're, we're going to pray and release our husbands to the Lord that they lead our homes, that they lead within our marriages in the same servanthood leadership. Because can you imagine, I, I mean, I'm going to speak for myself. I, I am compelled to follow better based on my leader. And not that that should be the goal, right? I'm just, I'm just being 100% honest in, in, in my humanity. I'm just saying that I'm not saying that I don't have to check myself because I should not serve based on my leader. I'm saying that it is motivating. So if my husband is, is really serving me, even though he's leading, but his leadership feels like he's truly caring about my heart. Oh my goodness. It compels me to do a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Cause I'm like, well, he's got my best interest. He's got my back. He's, he's looking out. He's done the homework he's done. Right. Um, it doesn't fill me against him, but see, this is where I did want to make mention of that second Corinthians 10 verses four and five, because again, remember the real war, even if your husband is not doing that, friend, that's that's a that's an unfortunate byproduct of Genesis three when sin entered, right? When there there is going to be this strife and this war, essentially, uh, husband against wife. I mean, even look at how Eve and and Adam acted once they were outed. They were blaming each other. No, you did. And you did. And Lord's like, okay, but both y'all, like, how about y'all own your own junk? So again, own your stuff. But I just want to pray that our husbands, that their leadership feels more like their service to the Lord. And that through that, our marriages are strengthened from good, from bad to worse to bad and bad to good and good to great and all for God's glory. All for his glory. That's why you serve, right? I'm a nurse. I serve for a living. And listen, that's why I show up to work. I don't know what you do for a living. I'm sure as I'm staying at a hotel, the person who's the housekeeper of the room, you know, I don't know how appropriate it is that they're like, hey, move over. This is my bed. Why am I cleaning your bed? Like, this is your job. This is your duty. And it doesn't belittle them. They're still loved and and seen in the eyes of the Lord and important people. But this is your job. So look at, so how well do we do that on both sides, husband and wife? It's just we can't control our husbands, but we can pray for them in their hearts to be able to. And then we can lead in that way. Jesus, you are the epitome of being a servant. The whole reason you came, Jesus, was to serve and to free us from bondage that we do deserve, but you loved us that much. 
You chose to leave all splendor, all glory, all honor, and die a horrific death for us on a cross. No questions. Well, one to the Lord in the garden. And even then you surrendered and you submitted and you served. Your love was the bridge. God, I pray that our husbands don't just look at their role as husbands, as being greater, greater or mitre or the provider or, but God, that they find humility in their role. And I pray, Father God, for every wife represented here, God, that this is an opportunity to serve even an un, may feel unworthy servant or, or leader. But I pray, Father God, that in the midst of those thoughts, we take those captive, we surrender them to you, we align them with your word, and we see that there's no room for us to say those things, even if we momentarily feel them that we remember that you died on the cross in our place because you loved us that much, that you serve, therefore we serve. And I pray that our husbands realize that you serve, therefore they serve. And God, all for your glory, all for your honor. In Jesus' name, amen.